1: Hey everybody, welcome back. It is the Razzball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Beaton, joined as always by the fantasy master Lothario, the mustachioed man of mystery. How you doing, Gray?
2: Oh man, I'm stressed, bro. I'm really stressed. (laughs) The bots got me. Good, man. The bots have attacked Razzball and they have... They have taken down my spirit. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've crushed. They've crushed my spirit, man. I'm uh, I'm struggling. It was like a whole weekend of just like nonstop, like playing whack a mole with like bots. Like you know, I, I didn't realize so many people in uh, in France were interested in fantasy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> they need that info, man. They need it. Need uh, it, Ray. Uh, I have uh, have an injury I have an injury to Orlando Arcia I am uh, looking at Yvonne Grisham (laughs) I don't know if that's French or uh, what accent you were going for there really if I'm being honest Uh, I am Parlez-vous Francais uh, Orlando Arcia (laughs) How do you you say in English I have big problems with waivers (laughs) No fab have... left. <laughs> according to this company we hired to uh, to kill the bots that are uh, infecting the site, <laughs> they were like, "Do you ha- your number one uh, the number one IP address coming to your site is from France? Does that sound right?" <laughs> like, no, I don't think it does. To be honest, I really <laughs> our number one reader is in France. <laughs> I think, like, 90%
1: live somewhere in the Midwest, like, 8% on the East Coast, and then there's, like, Gray, which is probably another 2% by himself.
2: Yeah, man. I mean... I I know uh, Coogs has cousins in Korea. You can't forget Korea. Uh, you know okay. we're huge there. Oh, uh, we're uh, we're the number one podcast in Korea. Yeah, I mean number one sports podcast. Yeah, for sure. Actually, we may no longer be because I I blocked all other countries. Except- <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, Greg You can't help. Come on. You even got you even got
1: Korean names right. I mean,
2: basketball <laughs> has become very xenophobic. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I blocked everyone outside of the <laughs> continental US. Oh,
1: Dodgers games must be fun then. <laughs>
2: uh, I uh yeah, no, actually we went to uh Cooks and I went to the Dodger game on uh Saturday and um we got there. We got there on time, but we went and got uh, we went to get hot dogs before we went to our seats and we missed the first 3 innings <laughs> because of the pitch clock. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow. Like I thought like the line wasn't that long. There was only like three people in front of us. <laughs> like the pitch clock was so fast, dude. Like it was uh, it was also a one nothing game uh into the ninth inning. Um which we left before the ninth inning. <laughs> And then the Dodgers came back and
1: won. So you were there for like 25 minutes. Like, literally. you were there for an episode of Seinfeld.
2: We literally looked at, yeah. <laughs> we were there, honestly, we were there for an episode of CSI. <laughs> <laughs> 42 minutes. It was like, okay. I, I dropped my sunglasses like David Caruso. We sat in the seat. I had pulled my sunglasses off and we were, CSI was over and we were out of the stadium. <laughs> I finished my hot dog. That's how fast we were there. I was like, okay. So this is a, a another conspiracy
1: theory of mine that I'm just gonna throw out here because we're we're in the nonsense portion here. If <laughs> if ballparks and teams lose too much revenue because games are too short, we will see that pitch clock either gone or extended by like double.
2: Like it's yeah. gonna happen because well, honestly, of the money. I know. No, you're you're you may not be wrong because like. I was thinking of this, too. like The ads, too. About, like, how many ads are
1: running now? How many fewer
2: ads? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if you think about, like, even, like, commercial breaks, it was like, <laughs> they went from, like, you know, all these commercial breaks and, like, having time when, like, like the pitcher went over to, like, scratch his balls. They put something like, up in the corner. They put up like, the rosin bag and juggle it around. Viagra, then, help your ball. Juggle your balls. They, yeah, they put Viagra <laughs> up in the corner of the screen. <laughs> I brand that. They're, they're literally, like, they barely <laughs> have time to announce the game. It's like.
1: It's so <laughs> Manoa's like running a sprint at this point, like in between pitches to get his get him his pitch
2: off. Like <laughs> I know. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I was thinking that too. Like it like you see it now with like beer sales at like stadiums. They're like yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna drink on your way back to the car in the parking lot, then you gotta do what you gotta do. Sell <laughs> <laughs> so beer. Like, I'm sorry, if you want to drink a couple beers on the way back to the parking lot, then so be it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Really? It was. It was never about like your safety. It was always about like well. It was four hours before the seventh inning, so we were able to sell enough beer. (laughs) We had enough revenue at that point. We We, were good. Yeah, it was always about the revenue. You ate lunch, you ate dinner, you had a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with safety ever. It was like, (laughs) I don't know. Hire an Uber. We're selling you beer. (laughs) You don't have enough time to get drunk
1: during the game anymore unless you're like, find a liquor stand somewhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, Okay. All right let's
1: get into the news we've 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 rambled on all right I mean exciting stuff call-ups I mean early call-ups Brett Beatty's up he's coming up for the Mets 89 games at AA last year he had 19 home runs two stolen bases he had 312 406 554 he saw six games at AAA 11 games at at, at the major league level that's those stats really aren't worth bringing up is he your top rookie ad among
2: the guys that are that are available right now yeah, I mean, yeah. That, as of right this second, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think so. Uh, my, so I've, i I've mixed feelings about Brett Beatty. I, well, I have a lot of good feelings. I'm, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. He's up. Uh, in my, in Donkey and I, uh, in our main event league, uh, we drafted Brett Beatty, and in the first week of the season, we dropped him. So that was bad. <laughs> So that was not good. We dropped him for like a random middle reliever too. It's like, oh man, we Joe uh, Jimenez I, or something. Yeah, I think I think next year we we need to have a third person on, on <laughs> this team. This team of managers. Um. So, but I do have him. I have him in Tout Wars, which is NL only, twelve team. Uh, I drafted him. I held him in uh, on my bench for the last three weeks uh I'm actually in first place right now in Tower Wars so uh wish me luck there but yeah so I have him in Tower Wars I have him um I, I believe I have him in a, a 15 oh I got him I got him in a 12-team mixed league uh in labor so I got him in a 12-team mixed league I have him in a, a 12-team NL only and I would pick him up everywhere that's my long my long way of saying I would pick him up in literally every league. I I think he could be the guy. Like if you look at his numbers, like I, he's not as he doesn't have as much speed as Jordan Walker. Um you know, just to compare uh, apples to apples, to compare uh, rookie third baseman to rookie third baseman. I I think Jordan Walker is still better. I think uh, Jordan Walker has like 15 steel speed. He's got as much, if not more, power. Jordan Walker's average might be a little bit lower than Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty has a little bit better contact. So I like Brett Beatty a lot, though. I just think that I don't know if Buck Showalter is necessarily going to just like completely stop playing Eduardo Escobar completely like I just don't I don't see that to be honest and Brett Beatty's a lefty so that gives that gives him an easy platoon now Brett Beatty going out like being benched first lefties isn't really that big of a deal because there's not as many lefties uh there obviously and there's also like lefty versus lefty matchups aren't good anyway so if Buck Showalter is going to play the old school manager game and and bench Brett Beatty then I think it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. I think that's still he's still rosterable in like every single shadow league. It doesn't matter that he's going to get benched against lefties. So, but I think he will. Um, so that's going to limit his upside uh, to a certain extent for like counting stats. Uh, so, like if I had to say off the top of my head, his projections, I'd probably put him at like twenty. Two to twenty five homers, uh two sixty plus average, because he like I said, he does have good contact. And next to no speed, like he stole two bags in triple A. And with the pitch clock and with the limited pickoff moves, maybe he has like a little bit of maybe he has like five steals, uh like a handful of steals, but he doesn't really have real speed. So I like Brett Beatty. I just think his upside, because there's not real speed there, and he's probably getting platooned out against lefties, I think his upside might be a little bit more limited than people are giving him credit for. I don't think he's like going to be a 30-plus homer guy this season. Maybe next year? Possibly? I don't know. I-, I like Brett Beatty a lot, though. Like I said, I have him even in a 12-team mixed league. Like I would pick him up in literally every league. So I do like him. I'm just trying to, like, cool the Jets a little bit. I think his upside might be a little bit limited.
1: Yeah, if you're not hitting the middle of a lineup and you're not stealing bases, it can be hard to provide, you know, just the, the top in you know, fantasy value goodness, and especially if you're platooning, like you mentioned. You know, I, I would hope they get to a point where he's not platooning just, like if you're going to bring him up, you're gonna put the service time on him. Just like let him go, let him see it, and and let's go. I I mean, sure. I mean you can put Eduardo Escobar in there, I I suppose, and let him face lefties. But again, like you, what do you really need out of Eduardo Escobar? Let him let him do that with Daniel Vogel back out of the DH. I'll let Brett Beatty play. Like that's how it should be. Hopefully. Beatty hits the ground running, and that's kind of what they what they do with him. I mean, he's already got five home runs and two stolen bases in nine games this year in Triple A. This Gray, so I mean, he was he's he's clearly ready. I mean, he like as far as there's nothing left to prove at the Triple A level for him. It's just you know how's it going to translate? He's always walked at a good rate, so I think he's probably a little bit safer in the you know if it's an OBP league than an average. But I would still I still think, like you said, 250-260 still seems pretty reasonable and and with potential for it to get, you know, for that to be higher if if he just kind of hits the ground and and gets going right off the bat.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds reasonable. I mean, there is upside here. I mean, he could could be a 32-homer guy this year and just have, like, as much power as he was showing in the minor leagues. Uh, You know, this year, he comes up and he shows that, in the majors and, you know, before you know it, he's hitting right behind Alonzo and he's an everyday guy because he's hitting everything that, I mean, that possibility is out there. I just don't think that's like, you know, the, the hundred percent, like that's not a guarantee. I mean, that's just like, you know, a possible upside, you know, maybe in the best case scenario type way.
1: Right. I think, right. like, the floor is somewhere in, like, the Ryan McMahon area. Like, well, I guess the floor is him, him going back to the minors, potentially. But, like, if assuming he stays up, like, he's like a Ryan McMahon, if if it's the floor, with, you know, potential to, to move up to, like, I'd say, like, a Bregman. Like, just better counting stats, a few more home
2: runs. Yeah. Yeah, Bregman's actually a good comp. I think that's probably pretty good. I think, uh, you know, Bregman is, like... Twenty-five to twenty seven Homer, two seventy average, you know, not a really a ton of speed. Yeah. I mean that that could be Brett Beatty this year, potentially.
1: Yeah, I think, I think yeah. potentially he could he could put up very similar numbers. Uh if he can just work his way into the middle of that lineup. That may take a little bit of time. So in the end, it may, you know, it may take you a little bit for him to get to that value, but I think he could get there. Um next up is Zach Dito. He's coming up for the Angels. He only has forty four games in the minors, Gray. He has eight home runs, eight stolen bases
2: over those forty games. I mean, is
1: this another must pick up?
2: Yeah. So this one, this was shocking for me uh, mm-hmm. to see him get uh, to see uh, Neto, Neto, Nito? Uh to see him get called up. It was that was shocking because he's like barely what's he 12 years old (laughs) he's so young i mean he's like yeah i mean he's not that young i guess he was uh he came out of college he was a college player so yeah i mean still though in terms of minor league experience he's like barely a year there um which is you know a pretty rare nowadays I I don't I mean I don't hate that move I I like it from the Angels' perspective and from a fantasy perspective uh, I think probably in a, a real a real world uh, baseball scenario type situation I think the Angels are like if we have any chance of doing anything with Otani we have to do it right now <laughs> that's <the> only it's <laughs> like literally the only chance we have because he's probably out the door at the end of the year so. And if he's not out the door, it's only because we've done something, like, in the playoffs and have, you know, maybe even gotten to a World Series. So they're bringing up Neto in order to try and make, you know, maybe Otani seem like, oh, okay, we're, you know, they're going for it. They're doing something. (laughs) At least they're doing something, (laughs) you know? So anyway, but from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I went really... I went pretty hard to get after uh, Nito in in most of my leagues, and and I mean that has you know that really was because it was contingent on the fact that I've lost O'Neill Cruz in literally every league. <laughs> I had I had so many shares of O'Neill Cruz, so because O'Neill Cruz was gone, I was like, well, you know, Nito's getting called up. They're not calling him up unless he like flames out. Which seems totally unlikely because, like, it, one of his number one attributes is his hit tool. Like, he's a two eighty plus hitter. So the fact that he makes great contact, I don't think, I don't think he's flaming out. I don't think he's going to end up, you know, getting sent back to the minors unless, you know, unless he really struggles. And I guess that that possibility is out there, but you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. So I think the fact that they called him up. The fact that in his second game with the Angels, he was already batting leadoff. So someone up top, you know, whether it was Perry or Artie, someone said to Nevin, like, hey, we're calling this guy up. Put him at leadoff. We're not playing around, man. (laughs) Like, this is like, we got to do something here. So the fact that they they hit him at leadoff, in his second game, I mean, it shows really good confidence in him. So, I mean, it's early. We'll see. There, a lot could happen. But I really like him. Like I said, I went after him in every league. I I bid really high for so for Fab. Out of a thousand, I bid over two hundred dollars for Neto. For Neto. Uh, he was my he's my top guy, who I have bid on so far this year. Um, but that was really a needs thing. Like I, I didn't, I didn't need some other people. I need, <laughs> I needed him. So uh, because of the O'Neill Cruz situation. So you know, from a fantasy perspective, it looks like he's got great speed, and great, and a great hit tool, and some decent power. Um, you know, I think probably the the worst case scenario is like uh maybe five to seven homers and uh two70 average and 15 to 20 bags so you know you know seven like a 715 or 720 720 270 uh as a leadoff guy so there's gonna be a ton of runs hitting in front of otani and trout yeah i mean It sounds, I mean, it's basically like what you were hoping to get from Tommy Edmond when you drafted him. So that's like essentially a top 75 overall draft pick if, you know, if you were drafting today. So that's, you know, that's pretty valuable. Of course, he's a rookie. So, you know. Things could happen he could flame out and it could you know end up into nothing but yeah I'm 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 excited to you know see what happens I I feel like his probably his best and his best case scenario so I've said his worst case I think his best case scenario is probably 12 to 15 homers 25 steals 280 plus average hitting at at leadoff for the, the rest of the year
1: yeah I, th- I think there's you know enough upside here and, and it's really hard to say exactly what his potential is because there's again there's so little information on him outside of college what he did in college so you're kind of going off the tools but again it's hit tool first he's always had a good a good contact rate despite you know kind of it's not like a, a really short compact swing like there's there's moving parts to it but like it's it still works for him so i would expect you know this kind of continues until it fails you know they're going to give him the leeway to do it they called him up this early i think if there was any question in the organization if he could handle it like they would have they would have waited so you're assuming full-time shortstop pretty much for the most right right right?
2: yeah i mean I think probably the people hurt the most are, like, uh, Drury, Ren, uh, Renhefo. Um, you know, Fletcher, I believe, was sent down. So, yeah, I mean, again, I really don't see why you call up a guy like this and not play him every day. Unless, you know, things go sideways and he just completely, like, slumps and gets sent down. But if he's up, he's up and he's playing absolutely like you don't you don't hit a guy lead off. like think about all the stuff that Joe Adele has done in the minor <laughs> leagues for the angels they still haven't called like six years later they don't trust Joe Adele no matter what he does in the minors this neto guy I Renetto, um <laughs> he's he's been there for like Two weeks! I mean, like Joe Adele must be like, what is going on, man? I, I've i been here for six years. This guy comes in, and his locker is barely warm, and he's already up into the major. So, yeah, I mean, I think Neto is, I, I think, um, like, unless something happens, I think he's up for good, and he's going to be hitting in a good spot in the lineup, and he's got a great hit tool. Like, you know... You can't really go like you said. You can't really go off of these sample sizes that he has in the minors. But he was hitting three twenty in double A in like you know it's only thirty games. He hasn't played much, so you know it is what it is. But yeah, I mean he's hit. He's he's definitely hit well, and he's actually. He was in double. He never even went to triple A. So Joe Adele doesn't Joe Adele doesn't even know who this guy is. Joe Adele Joe Adele opened up his USA Today this morning. Is like, wait a second. <laughs> USA Today? This only comes out on weekdays. I didn't know this was going on. <laughs> what? who how did they call this guy up? I've been here for like seven years. I hit a home run every at bat. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, anyway, I like Neto a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I do think it's Neto, but I think maybe we should just say neto anyways, just so that like I can embrace my full eighty five year old man inside me. <laughs> I
2: think uh, <laughs> I think we just do, we just go Neto neto We just alternate, <laughs> just, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's like our ACDC. It's just like yeah, Neto 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 Neto.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up is Edward Julian. Uh, if you're looking for him in any databases, it's E D O U A R D. Uh, Julian is with an E on the end. He's called up for the Twins. Double A last year, he had 113 games, 17 home runs, 19 stolen bases, 300, 441, 490, 24.6 uh, K rate, a 19.3 percent walk rate. Where are you at on Julian? Is he kind of the next step down from the the, the
2: Beatty Neto to- grouping? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I honestly because. We, well, we as in Donkey and I were hurting uh, with the O'Neill Cruz uh, situation, and me in my own leagues was was uh, I was hurting uh, with the O'Neill Cruz situation. I've been on all the I've been on these shortstops. I put on these uh, MIs pretty aggressively. Um, so I'm kind of glad I got uh, Nito Neto for two hundred plus dollars in Fab. Because I had bid like a hundred and ninety dollars on Julian, and he ended up going for like seven. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't end up with getting Julian for like a hundred and ninety dollars when I could have had him for like eight eight bucks. <laughs> that would have, that would have really upset me. So I'm glad it ended up working out okay. Um, but I was very close to overpaying uh, for Julian by like <laughs> five hundred thousand <000%. laughs> percent. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think with Julian, who I actually like a lot, I, I, I think, uh, Edward Julian is also really an interesting player. I think the issue, uh, and why his, uh, fab was so much lower is because, okay, so they have Jorge Polanco is <laughs> somewhere Jorge Polanco, right? I mean, at some point he's probably going to return. Assuming, right? I mean, we're assuming <laughs> at some point Polanco is going to play this year, even though yes. I mean he's been hurting since last like June. So I mean, who knows really with Polanco? But the assumption is he's going to return at some point. Um, and also, like there is you know the, there was like Nick Gor- the Nick Gordon situation. Like there's there's a lot of guys who the Twins can go to. Like the Twins are. Like, the Twins have Julian, and they've been playing him, and they've been hitting him leadoff, which is, you know, a good sign. Like, going back to the the Neto Nito thing, like, the fact that the Twins are hitting Julian leadoff, it's a very good sign. I mean, I think he's at least up for, you know, he's up for now, and he's hitting, and... I mean, he's not, he hasn't been hitting that well in the majors yet, but he, he was hitting in the minors. So, I mean, he was hitting, you know, uh, he was hitting 290, like you said. The uh, His hit tool isn't great, though. So his, like, you know, in A, super small sample size, but his K rate was over 30%. But his K rate was 29% in high A in 2021. So I do, and he's got a 40-grade hit tool. I, so I do think there is a potential here where he just doesn't hit enough to stay in the majors at least this go around like he he might like he has you know which is nice he does have good power he's already hit for he's already hit one homer in the majors and he but he doesn't really have speed either so even though he did steal like you know 20 bags in uh double a or something 19 bags um so i think he I mean, I think he's probably a sort of like placeholder versus a guy who you're going to be able to rely on for the whole year. I think there's a chance that he he gets sent back down. I think there's a chance that he just completely like misses. Like right now, as of the recording of this, he's hitting 111. Uh, you know, he's got a super low Babbitt, but it's also five games. So it's a small sample size, but I think there's a chance here that he hits like 210 and maybe fifth 5- 12 to 15 homers. Like, this is like I'm saying if he stays up and he stays in the lineup, like I would put his projections at like maybe 12 to 15 homers and like a 220. Uh, average so that's not really I mean you, you can't like outside of a you know AO only where everyone's rostered or like a 15 team mix league you pick them up as a placeholder but you're looking for other guys like when Kyle Farmer comes back from injury Julian could get replaced like it's not like clear that Julian has everyday playing time from now until October
1: yeah, because there's yeah. just there's so many ways that the twins can move their lineup around. It's it's just kind of what they they're doing right now. But like Solano can play first and second. You got Kirilov coming back. who can play first outfield. Maybe he DHs and Buxton plays some outfield. Um, you have Gordon who plays second base outfield. Uh, you mentioned Farmer already. Who Polanco who come back like. Gallo's coming back, he plays first base outfield. Like there's there's so many guys who play first base, second base, outfield for them. Uh that it, it could go in any number of ways in regards to who gets moved around. I would say since you know Julian's already been sent down this year, you know, they're they, they've already used the option, so they can just kind of move him up and down as they need him to come in. You know, if he hits right off the bat, great. But I would think this is, like you said, it, it's a placeholder that maybe works out. Like if he just hits the ground running, they're like, okay, fine. He's our second baseman, Kyle Farmer. You can you can go sit on the bench somewhere and, and we'll send down, you know, whoever, Kyle Garlick or Nick Gordon or whoever it would be. I guess Gordon would have to be cut at that point. But th- there's there's any number of ways he could, he could lose a job um, fairly quickly, actually. Moving on, Oswald, Oswald Peraza gets called up. I think last year, I mean, there's some interest in him. Last year in AAA, he had 19 home runs, 33 stolen bases. He had 259, 329, 448. Uh, I think maybe the bigger thing, that, at least for, for me, because I'm selfish and I have him on a bunch of teams, is this might affect Anthony Volpe's playing time or potentially Anthony Volpe staying up in the majors, who has one home run. He has seven stolen bases. He's hitting 191. Uh 309, 319, 29% K rate. He is walking in at almost a fifteen percent clip, which is you know, maybe saving him saving him to some extent right to now. Some extent right now.
2: Yeah. I mean <laughs> so I don't know, like I don't know where do you think he plays? I I I'll throw it right back to you. Like it, you're you're invested in him. I'm not. Where do you think he plays? Well, I think Volpe likely stays in. I think Peraza is
1: maybe coming up just to kind of be a utility guy right now. Um, Just because they got Donaldson on the IL. They got Bader, Stanton. I mean, they got all the old guys are already starting to hit the IL. So I think this is just a backup. Peraza can play pretty much anywhere in the infield. So I think Peraza is just... Right now, to back up everybody, he's going to play some
2: shortstop, maybe some third base with Mayhew. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to put. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree. I I think I like Peraza. I just don't know where he plays because, like. I mean Bader's coming back soon, right? Um I don't know what I don't honestly know what the deal is with Donaldson. Maybe he's out for a while. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo, I think, you know, he just is out recently, so he's he's go, he's out for at least a couple weeks. Um I think like, you know, Franchi's hitting which, you know, I mean that could stop. Day. <laughs> yeah, any Day. I mean, you know, Franchi's not great, but he is hitting right now. I don't know. I mean, I like Peraza. I I I wish he, you know, <laughs> I think I think Peraza's best case scenario for playing time is to get traded to another team, to be honest, because I just don't know where he plays unless you know, like Lemehu goes down with an injury or Glaber or Volpe just completely bottoms out, but they they've started the Volpe thing, so I don't think like I don't think Volpe is going anywhere. And even if he struggles, I don't think Volpe going anywhere. They they have total confidence in Volpe's ability, and and well, they should. I mean, I think Volpe is going to be the guy for a long time at shortstop for the Yankees. So I don't I don't think they're going to like you know call him up and mess with him. Like, they're not going to mess with his playing time. So, I mean, DJ LeMahieu, maybe if he gets an injury or if Glaber or if Cabrera bottoms out or Franchi, but then Bader comes up. I mean, Bader returns. So, yeah, I like Peraza. I just don't see real playing time for him.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you completely. I I think it's kind of if you're grabbing him – it's it's because you need that middle infield and a deeper league, and you're just waiting to see, you know, if he gets kind of inserted anywhere. But I don't necessarily think he has playing time right now, other than filling in whenever whenever anybody needs a day off. Like that's where I think he is. But I'm with you. Like I'm interested if he gets the job or if for whatever reason they're like, you know what, Volpe, go down back down to AAA and work on the strikeouts, and then we'll bring you back up. But I, I, I'm with you. I think they're leaving Volpe where he is. He's taking walks. Like he's taking the 15% walk rate. Like he stays OB- OBP over 300. Like they played Aaron Hicks for four, four years. They can get through a few <laughs> months of Volpe adjusting, Like It'll be okay. <laughs> <Right. I
2: know. laughs> Aaron Hicks is I mean, Aaron Hicks is still in the starting lineup. Starting lineup. He used yeah. to lead off. I mean, I- yeah, I mean, I believe – you might have said uh, past tense on him, but he's still present tense. <laughs> he's I still mean, there. It's still – it's Hicks. It's not Hicked. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, let's talk about a few uh, injuries here, Gray. We talked about some, some, you know, good news this time off the bat. Started on a high note. Now we're going to bring him back down. Brandon Woodruff, subscapular strain of the right shoulder, not undergoing surgery. No timetable. This sucks. This sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is brutal. I uh I mean I never draft pitching high, but I actually I mean I actually got Woodruff in a league or two. I mean I can't I can't catch a break, man. Um uh so yeah, I mean there's nothing. I mean he's out for a while. Uh, there's nothing. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um even though I've I've told people in the past I am <laughs> no no I'm uh, I mean I have no idea how long he's out he's out for a while though according to everything I've read so you know that is what it is um Colin Ray um is I think the uh the fill-in at least for now oh. um I I bid on him in NL only I didn't bid on him. I didn't I didn't look at him. I didn't even I wouldn't look at him in the mixed league at this point. I I think maybe if he threw if he has another good start or two, maybe. But right now, I mean he's just like where where was it? Was he in Korea? I mean, I don't know where was he for like the last three years? He, was in, well, oh, he yeah. was in Japan? Well, he was in, last in
1: Japan year, last year. Okay. And, then he, and then he
2: in twenty twenty one he pitched, I think, for the Brewers. And before that, before he was that also under he was under paint. Paint. okay. Okay, yeah. So I, I, didn't honestly, I didn't even know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked good in his first start, but it was you know, it was less than it was six innings, and you know, it means no, that means nothing. Um, so I guess we'll see. I mean, you know, it's a wait and see at this point. Maybe a streamer in mixed leagues, but yeah, outside of NL only I, I can't get involved in Colin Ray right now. Um and yeah, I mean other than that, I mean outside of that, I'm not sure what else there is to say. I mean it stinks on Woodruff, but I don't I don't I don't know. I mean no there's no timetable. I I would guess months versus weeks. So yeah, it's not good.
1: No, it's not. On on Ray real quick, just if you're in any deeper like Deeper 15-team mixed league, 10-12-team. We we're not really dealing with Colin Ray. He did come back with a different pitch mix. He's now throwing a sweeping slider. He ditched the curve. And he <clears throat> He's kind of throwing the change only as a show-me. So there's at least a pitch mix change to maybe keep an eye out on. But, yes, I agree. We're not really interested in Colin Ray. Another one that really hurt me. I mean, I had, I had him, like, everywhere. Number one starting pitcher on the player radar. Jeffrey Springs. Also, can I just mention that I hate the Rays because right now we're recording this Monday. The, the the Boston game was already supposed to start. Like the Rays still haven't iced him. It's it's just killing me for rosters this week. Um, yeah. But Jeff Springs elbow gonna miss at least a couple of ma- months. Still no timetable on him or whether he's even gonna go undergo surgery or not. Um, it sounds like Taj Bradley's getting. The job, or at least we all hope he's he, did, he the got job. he
2: got Taj Bradley got recalled. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, with Springs, I've been telling people on, uh, you know, in the comments on Razzball that you can probably drop them. I mean, it depends on the league, obviously. If it's an AO only league, you wait to IL them, if it's a 15 team mixed league, you know, I guess it depends on how much you need it, but yeah, I mean. I think Springs is done for this year. Unfortunately, I, I, I would be highly surprised if he uh, came back and was effective, but you know, I guess you never know. Um, Which sucks. I mean, I wrote a sleeper post for him. I also drafted Springs everywhere. I was, I was all in on Jeffrey Springs this year. I thought, you know, he was, he felt like one of the the biggest no brainers of the draft season. Um, So yeah, unfortunately he's gone. Uh, So Todd Bradley, he looked great. I mean, you know, he, you know, there's like, again, it's a, it was like a small sample on, you know, how much he's pitched so far in the majors. It was only one start and it was only five innings, but he looked great in that one start. I mean, he looked like he could have, he could be, what we thought we were getting from Grayson Rodriguez this year. Um, By the way, Grayson Rodriguez, maybe he starts warming up like an hour earlier because after the first (laughs) inning, he's been okay. I don't know. If anyone in the Orioles organization is listening to this, have him throw like 75 warm-up pitches and then bring him into the game. Uh, Just throwing that out there. Uh, Yeah, I I think Todd Bradley's probably pick up in every league uh you know he he was going for a lot in my fab leagues i i didn't get him because he was he was going for hundreds uh i think he went for like three hundred dollars maybe in like one fab league uh out of a thousand obviously um yeah i don't i don't know the numbers all the time i had but he went for a lot i didn't get him i would totally get him i would totally pick him up though anywhere if he were available to me uh i would pick him up in the shallowest of leagues. Like he, he could be a top 40 starter, you know, with, um, with Springs gone, it's like, he has the opportunity. I, you know, and he also threw, he threw a ton. Taj Bradley threw a ton of innings last year. So he should be able to go for the whole year if they need him and he's effective. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine any reason to not pick up Todd Bradley in any league.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has he definitely has the upside. We saw it in the first start, 8Ks over five innings. Walks have been a concern a little bit in the minors, but, you know, you, you take the shot and, and pick a guy like this up, even if you're not necessarily going to start him right off the bat, if you want to make, make sure, you know, you see a couple of starts in in the major league level, whatever it is, however you run your team, that's fine, but, you know, you're not going to get a chance at this guy. If you wait any longer than picking up right now, as Greg mentioned, people are spending a quarter or more of their budget on him in Fab in our league. So that's just that's how it went. I didn't spend that money on him either. Um, so that's that's where where it was. Um, I mean, he's he's a fastball slider curve guy. That's that's what he is, and he's pitching for the Rays. Like how many raised pitchers do you need to see before you start believing that they know what they're doing and just kind of trust them along the along the way and then moving on uh joe ryan the number two starting pitcher on the play writer he's not hurt but wanted to talk about him because he's had back-to-back 10k outings these were not against scrub teams this was against houston and at new york the yankees uh, Velo is up slightly on his fastball He's ditched the curve in the change And the biggest thing is that he picked up A split finger fastball So, rest of season Gray, where are you at on Joe Ryan? Is is he a climber for
2: you? Yeah, well Joe Ryan was another guy Who I wrote a sleeper post on So I'm I'm totally in on Joe Ryan I felt like he was another no-brainer It was like Jeffrey Springs, uh, Joe Ryan um, Brady Singer <laughs> So you know, one out of three isn't Can't bad. everything right. right. <laughs> yeah, you know, one one out of three is pretty good. I mean, one out of three is like that's Hall, Hall of Fame. That you're hitting three thirty-three. <laughs> that's Hall of Fame numbers. I mean, sorry, it just is. Uh, yeah, I love Joe Ryan. I mean, I don't know if there's anything more to add other than like what you said. <laughs> He's pitching extremely well. And I thought he would like the thing with Joe Ryan that I always, I always believe in and not just Joe Ryan, but any pitcher who can do this. Like if you have great command, you don't have to do that much more. Like if you have like a one and a half uh, walk per nine, all you need is like a nine uh, K per nine. And you're like golden. If you can get to like a 10 plus K per nine, then you're like, you're in the Corbin Burns, Garrett Coles of the world. Like you're, you're basically an ace. You're, you know, you're, you're on the next level if you're able to get above like a 10 K per nine and have like a one and a half walk rate. So yeah, I mean, right now, Joe Ryan's, uh, what's his X exf- x fip is two, eight, one. And yeah, I mean, so he has, he's been fairly neutral on luck. It looks like. Maybe a little bit high on Homer's allowed, a little bit low on Babbitt, but these are small sample sizes still. There's not a ton to really gleam from this, other than he's pitching well, and I like him coming in, and I totally trust him.
1: Yeah, I did not see the K bump coming in that we we've, we've seen from him this year, but other than that, like he's a, he's always been, a, you know, I thought he'd come in and be a very solid. Pitcher, And I mean, he's been he's been better than solid to start the season. So absolutely love what we're seeing. It seems like, you know, everything that he's done to to up the velocity and add the split finger is is working. So until I see otherwise, I mean, it seems like teams are they they were already like he was already a good pitcher. You had velocity plus another pitch that's that I mean, for all purposes looks good. Like it's just going to make him better. So yeah. Love Joe Ryan. Probably moving into I don't know, would you say top 20 pitcher pretty easily right pretty now, Greg?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point I'm saying Joe Ryan or like Christian or yeah, Joe Ryan or Christian Javier. I mean, right? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting and I feel like Ryan because Javier's had some uh, velocity and strikeouts are down. So, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, you got to believe – I mean, I I totally trust Joe Ryan. I, you know, I mean, I don't think this is a small – like, you can't go – like you said, Astros and Yankees, he's got a 12-plus K per nine. Like, you can't put those numbers up in more than one game unless you're super talented, and I think he's super talented. I agree.
1: I'm, I, I didn't put this in the notes, but I'm going to make you answer anyways. <laughs> would you trade Sandy Alcantara and Alec Manoa? Would you trade both of them for Joe Ryan right now? Both? <laughs> no, not both. Like Individually, would you trade Alec Manoa for him, and then would you trade Sandy Alcantara
2: for him? Where's Sandy Alcantara? And I'm going to just throw in Manoa because he's awful. <laughs> Just take Manila he's like poison <laughs> pill. and Manila' is a poison pill at this point. it's just basically like you, you it's like the hot potato like I don't want here you take him I don't want him it's free um I would trade uh Manila for uh, a guy who doesn't exist <laughs> uh, I would say I would take Joe Ryan over both of them yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's clearly into, like, the top 15 pitchers and, and room to move up from there. So I, I would say definitely trade for him if anybody, if you're the Joe Ryan in your, owner in your league, is not buying into this change or didn't even notice that he's changed and just thinks this is an, off to a nice start. Uh, you mentioned Orlando yeah, RC a little bit earlier. He has the microfracture in the left wrist. He was off to a fairly solid start to the season for Orlando Arcea. Two home runs, 333, 400, 511. But he's he's hurt. Uh, most importantly, our boy, Von Grissom, <laughs> he's back. He's going to get dual eligibility at shortstop. He had 10 games down at AAA where he hit 366, 458, 585 with a homer and two stolen bases. It was never the bat. The bat wasn't the issue. It was the glove. Now they don't have any choice because Orlando Arcea is hurt. And, uh, the, you know, they don't want to play a higher ed Gianza at shortstop either.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was I, actually, Vaughn Grisham was another sleeper of mine. I, I wrote a, a bunch of these guys up as sleepers. But yeah, I mean, Gr- Grisham was a guy who I loved. I mean, I felt like he could have been like a uh, 2020. 20, 280 hitter this year uh if he had full-time i mean you loved him too like we talked about like our entire shortstop podcast (laughs) was about vaughn grisham before we knew he wasn't getting the uh the job i mean we were like you go back and listen to the shortstop podcast you'll just hear us talk about vaughn grisham for an hour and a half I, (laughs) i i think grisham is like you said i mean he's so good with the bat I just, I don't know if he's going to, like, the glove is, (laughs) the glove's a worry. Because, like, if he's, you know, like, I don't think, the the Braves, I think, realize that, you know, I thought, so I thought they were, like, exaggerating a little bit with the glove being such an issue that they weren't going to play him. (laughs) But obviously they weren't. I think, you know, like, we made some jokes that, you know, he wouldn't agree to, like, a 13-year, $14 million contract, so they sent him down. <laughs> but I think, in reality, the Braves realize that their lineup is so good, they probably don't need Grisham's bat. Like, they need they need a defender more than they need the bat, which is, you know, I mean, that's a legitimate concern. I watched... I watched on what was it Friday? I think it was Friday. His first game up with the Braves, and he looked awful on the field. <laughs> he looked really bad. Like he was throwing like he was throwing like um, soft. Like he was so throwing so soft. Like a, a hard hit ball to him, he would like lob it over to Olson. And it was like uh, Olsen, like the guy, I forget who it was, but the hitter beat out the throw because it was such a lob. It was like, what are you doing, man? And that was like, so then that was, I think, counted as a hit at first. And then they they changed it to an error. And then he actually made real errors. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't great. He did not look good in his um you know his game, his uh, first start. I didn't see him on Saturday and Sunday, uh, but he only has one error so far as of the recording of this. So you know, I don't know. I mean, hopefully his bat is so good that he's worth grabbing in all leagues. I think actually, I would put I would put him above Julian, even though Julian is got the lead off spot right now. I, I think, you know, Vaughn Grisham, I think is much better than Julian. I think, uh, I think I'd probably put Grisham over uh, Neto. If I thought Grisham was actually going to play, I, I just don't know. Like if Arcia comes back in a couple weeks, which I'm guessing he does a micro fracture, I don't think that's going to knock him out that long. I wouldn't be surprised if Grisham loses at bats again, because they like Arcea's glove.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely possible that he could potentially lose some lose his job at at some point. That being said, I am picking up him, him everywhere he's available. I actually didn't drop him from the teams I drafted him, and like the any league that he happened to have been dropped in, which I think was one because I drafted him everywhere else. I went ahead and picked him up because the bat is that good. Second base is kind of gross. Middle infield has just been hit by injury after injury. So I my teams are so happy that he is back to fill middle infield or second base and then shortstop eventually. Uh, you're right, though. Or Ar- RCA Ar- could Ar- potentially Ar- come, could come, come, back. come back. It sounds like it's at least a month, though, because they're going to wait two weeks just to reevaluate, and then he'll have to go on. Even if at that point they clear him, he still has to go on a you know some kind of rehab. So that's probably a week. So looking at like 3 weeks minimum, probably a month cuz he is older. I wouldn't think they'd necessarily rush him back. I I don't know what they do on the defensive side. I mean, it doesn't seem like they want, really think Adrianza is any better. It's possible that they that if if it's just just something that they can't handle, they they might bring up Shoemaker, who is a glove first no back guy and mm, and yeah. that could be the the answer. Um, unfortunately, you know you're right. The Braves have an amazing lineup. Albie's is a guy you can't move off second base, and Albie's is pretty much like like Vaughn Grisham is Albie's four years ago. Like he he can't play it, really stay at shortstop glove wise, but the bat's so good. Like they're trying to fit him in somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Now yeah.
1: Eddie Rosario and Marcelo Zuna could just go to the bench, and Vaughn Grisham go DH because again his bat is better than theirs is at this point, but they're also paying them. So we'll see where that ends up coming. The Braves are saving so much money, I think they could probably eat some Eddie Rosario, Marcel Ozuna time. Corey Seager, another middle infield injury as we're talking about them. Grade two left hamstring. Four weeks until he's reevaluated next. So Josh Smith takes his place. Not much there outside of and only. He's really kind of a glove and and maybe a little bit of speed but just wanted to bring up Corey seager in the injury front and i'll go ahead and just also bring up tim anderson who has a knee contusion he's going to the il two to four weeks expected it sounds like his is less serious than uh than seager or rc because they're saying two to four weeks is when he'll be back on the roster not two to four weeks and then we have reevaluate uh, Ed- uh elvis andrews becomes full-time at shortstop he he joins the list of middle infield replacement options. Lynn and Sousa, probably second base, and he's not really even in an AL only. I don't know if he's getting picked up. Any other middle re- infield replacement options we want to go through, Gray? Since middle infield was just, I mean, it's been it's been
2: awful this year. Yeah, no, it was like a. Uh, I mean, that's that's also why I, I put so much on Neto and Julian and. Von Grisham like I I really bid hard on these guys because I lost O'Neal Cruz like you mentioned Seager and Tim Anderson um Arcia. I mean they're there's like decimated shortstop was so deep and now it's like it's a mass man it's so bad so I don't know I yeah I'm not sure what to say like those guys you mentioned aren't good though <laughs> they're, not, they're not great I mean in my, uh, you know, in my super deep leagues, Perdomo has been hitting. Like you mentioned, I mean, Luis Garcia hit a homer on Sunday, I believe it was. So, you know, that's kind of interesting. Maybe if he gets hot, I liked him. I liked him going into last year. So there might be something to Luis Garcia. That's the, uh, the Nationals, uh, Luis Garcia. The Astros, Luis Garcia is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. And the Padres, Luis Garcia. I don't. I don't know. He, I think. I don't know if he even exists. I think. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> It's just an extra Luis Garcia. It was like Gremlins. One night they fed one of the Luis Garcias after midnight, and then they all like started multiplying. <laughs> like, whoa! Hey, who fed Luis Garcia after midnight? We got new, we just got a new one in San Diego. Um, yeah, I think also like Taylor Walls. I was looking at, but these guys like are really just. <laughs> Like you got to like you got to play matchups. You got to look at like either the hitter-tron or you have to be like, or looking at like uh, you know if they're in the lineup. Like Brujan is a is great, but I, does he ever play? I don't know. You know, Enrique Hernandez does play, but is not great. But he's
1: awful. So, yeah. So it's <laughs> Gene like Segura, same thing.
2: Like, yeah, Gene Segura. I mean. He's in a great situation. Segura is actually in a great situation if he were to actually hit, but he's not hitting. So yeah, I don't know. Not th- these aren't really good options. So that's why, like Neto, Julian, Grisham, like I, if you can, those are those are your best options out of these guys.
1: Yeah, for yeah. for me, I would say Grisham was my top pickup. Beatty was two. Nitos, three, Julian four, and then you know the rest of the group from there. Oswald Peraza was just a like we talked about with him was was a spec pick uh, for future like that. That's really more deeply Gale only, so that's where all the money was spent was was the guys getting call ups. Joe Musgrove he's scheduled to rejoin the, the Padres rotation uh, after the toe fracture in, in February. He did get a cortisone shot after falling on his shoulder during a fielding play. Um, not exactly what you want to hear about a guy who's had all sorts of injuries. Factoring all that in, and plus, you know, Joe Musgrove is a notorious first halfer, and we've already lost like a couple of starts from him. Where Where is Musgrove fitting in for you rest of the season here, Gray?
2: Oh, man, I, I feel like Musgrove might be a wait-and-see at this point. I mean, he's obviously – I mean, he's you have to roster him. Yeah, and he's everything. owned everywhere. Yeah, he, yeah, he's owned. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, wait-and-see if he's on waivers. I'm saying wait-and-see what happens, like, on your team uh, because, I mean, the cortisone shot – like, the toe fracture didn't bother me at all. Like, that – I was still – you know, usually with an injury in the preseason, I usually move guys – to the point where I wouldn't draft him anymore. But Musgrove was, I was still drafting Musgrove even after a toe fracture, because I felt like that wasn't really that big of an issue. I thought he would come back from that. And it is like, you know, it's mid April and he's already coming back. So I, you know, that's good. That's the good news. I don't know. This cortisone shot in the shoulder though, is (laughs) that's really concerning. So hopefully it's nothing. Like, I think he's probably fine, but you know, I, honestly, I don't know at this point with the shoulder. So we'll have to see how his velocity looks, how he looks in his first start back. But, yeah, I mean, I I still tentatively still like him. I probably tentatively, tentatively I'd say probably like bottom of the top 40 starters as of right now, and we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's where I was thinking. Somewhere in the 35 to 40 range is, is probably where he slots in just because – the, like you said, like, the guy, it's like the shoulder, and now you're like, oh, shit. Now, is the shoulder hurt? Like, what's going to happen there? Is there going to be velocity? Is that going to linger? I mean, if you got to get a cortisone shot, it's not nothing. You didn't just, like, fall and, and bruise your, you know, the outside skin part of your shoulder. Like, something happened to get a cortisone shot in your shoulder to go back out and play. So, uh, that does worry me. So, that for, you know, if we knew he was 100% healthy, I think that... that Ranking would probably be a little bit higher. Moving on, Chris Bubik. We talked about him for like 25 minutes last podcast. And, of course, he goes on the L at least two weeks, maybe more, with a forearm flexor strain. I don't know that it really matters who joins the rotation. It might be Ryan Yarbrough, who's like current the long man. Like the rest of the Royals are are kind of whatever. I mean, there's not really really a replacement replacement there. there. Where were you at on Bubik, though? Because he he looked awful in the start before they announced he was injured. Yeah,
2: he's done. I dropped him in in most leagues. I mean, I think he's probably done. If not for the year, he's done for a while. Like, his velocity was way off. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he's finished. (laughs) I think he's totally finished. I don't know. But I would drop him in most leagues. uh, Outside of, like al only or if you have unlimited il slots then you don't drop anyone i mean so it doesn't really matter but i think he's probably droppable um in the al only league i i think i have Yarbrough, so i'd like to see him get in the rotation uh it's a good it's a good stadium so he might have like home streamer appeal uh ryan yarbro but mm, I, he's not he's not worth looking at yet in mixed leagues yeah we agree Moving on, Brian Bayo is scheduled to make
1: his return. I, I think it was supposed to actually happen today. Fastball, the ninety seven mile fastball slider changeup guy. Are you interested in Brian Bayo and in what in leagues are league, you looking, so at, looking at, him? at him?
2: Oh he's getting crushed right now in the Patriots <laughs> Day game. I mean absolutely demolished. He's given up five runs in, like <laughs> one inning or two innings. Yeah, it's a it's a bad it's bad I d I'm I don't have the game on, so I can't tell you how he actually looks, but it looks like he he gave up a, a grant. Uh, he gave up a three run homer to uh, Renfro. So, you know, I don't know. I like Bayo though a lot. I think, I think he's super talented, but you know, <laughs> obviously the first start didn't look good. I, you know, I probably would try and bench him in most leagues if I could, at least in like, maybe fifteen team fifteen team mixed league probably I would bench him until I saw a good start. And then in shallower like twelve team and twelve team mixed leagues and shallower, you're waiting to see him pitch well before you're picking him up in a shallow league like that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think ideally you had him on like the IL and you kind of like finagle your roster to lead him on the I L until he he shows you something. But he is a high upside arm, like he's a high K, like high strikeout, volatility type of arm. So it just depends on kind of what you're looking for for your roster. It could go real good or like it apparently is today. There's going to be some bad days in there as well. Uh, Moving on, I just wanted to bring it up. Max Scherzer had his start pushed back due to right side and back soreness. uh, Scheduled for his, his next start to be on Wednesday. Is Scherzer moving down your your rankings? I mean, this is kind of the second oblique thing in two years. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe if I were re-ranking him, I'd probably move him down a little bit maybe. But he was probably only going to be a 150 to 160 inning guy this year anyway. So, I mean, the Mets really need – him to be him and Verlander to be healthy, like in the second half of the year. So, you know, maybe they're slow rolling him a little bit. Maybe he's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound good. Like whenever you hear about a shoulder being an issue, like that doesn't sound good for him, but you know, I mean, he's, he's a vet. Hopefully he's fine. Um Yeah. I, you know, we'll see. I, I didn't, I don't think uh, like Jose Budo, I think he threw on Sunday, he does not look like a real option. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like McGill and Peterson, but I they've already been in the rotation for, you know, yeah. for the whole season so far. So there's nothing really there that's actionable I don't think right now as far as Scherzer goes. Okay. Moving on, let's talk about some of the bullpens.
1: Um, Brandon Hughes was activated how are you looking at the Cubs i uh, yeah, just
2: a mess, mess right? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah I mean um, wisdom looks pretty good from a power perspective <laughs> I mean is this just like because you're a Cubs fan you just want my opinion about the Cubs <laughs> no I mean I asked about the bullpen
1: specifically I, I tried to keep it to something that might help Somebody. Oh, I, thought
2: you, I thought you meant in general the Cubs look terrible. We, we do.
1: They they do. They are absolutely just awful. It's an embarrassment oh, uh, I didn't realize of a baseball
2: team. The Cubs I, thought, I didn't realize you meant the pen. I thought you just meant the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, honestly, uh, Fulmer, I thought he was Okay. But and the and the Cubs aren't good, so it's like they they reacted really fast. If they've replaced Fulmer with Boxberger like after one blown save on Saturday. It was like, you know, I mean, I, I was at the game, but I wasn't at, I wasn't there for the ninth inning. So I don't know exactly. I know that uh, David Peralta, uh, you know, drove in two runs. Um, But I mean, I don't know how Fulmer really looked. But then Fulmer came back on Sunday and threw a scoreless eighth inning. So I don't know. Maybe it's Fulmer-Boxberger committee still. I don't know. Maybe Hughes works in there. I don't know. I honestly... In NL only leagues, they should all be rostered. And in shallow leagues, I don't know if I'd roster any of them. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? I, I <laughs> that's mean, correct. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Boxberger right now, just in case because he got the save on Sunday. So maybe you pick him up in like a shallow league if you're desperate for saves. But that you know, two days from now, I might be saying something different on that.
1: Yeah, I will say they. it seemed like they had they had kind of tabbed Brandon Hughes pre-injury as the closer. So there's just a little bit of, of possibility there. But again, it's the Cubs. They're awful. They're making terrible decisions anyways. I think in their minds, they'd love to get rid of Fulmer and Boxberger and probably Hughes. while well, they're at it if they could get rid of anybody in our bullpen currently if we can trade them for anything. So... You know, anybody on the Cubs roster could be moved at any given point if anybody offers us anything because we don't have anybody other than, you know, our, our top four guys. That that's in, in lineup, that's it. Uh, moving over to the Mets, Otovino got a save, but then Robertson got his third save of the year. They I mean they said they're using some kind of high leverage type of thing. Are you is Otta I guess Robertson's worth owning where he's owned everywhere for the most part. Do you think Ottavino is worth owning in anything more than 15-team deep leagues and, 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 and only leagues?
2: Uh, no. Is like starting to get mixed league relevant? Oh, I, I think Ottavino, I, I think the Mets' uh, closer situation is like 80-20 Roberts and Altavino, and tr- uh, 20% – saves is like you know that's over the course of a season we're talking about maybe seven to seven seven to nine saves that's not really worth rostering i mean you know he's on pace to save like maybe at the most like two two games for the month of april that's not i mean that's not really worth rostering in most leagues
1: yeah that's fair i say what, what i tend to use guys like that for is if i have a bad pitching matchup on the starter side. I'll throw one of those like second closure types in and just hope I get a save. And if not, I get good ratios and a few K's. If they can, if they're one of the guys that goes a few extra innings, that's, that's even better. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with you. Robertson's worth owning. Adevino, it's, it's going to be very league dependent. And, and if it's a day to day, then maybe he has some, some appeal when Robertson goes a day, a day or two in a row. Uh, Helsley still has his job. No, nothing changed there. But Gallegos did get a save. Gallegos has looked good. D- Hagen ah, D- has Reagan looked, good. looked good.
2: Didn't really want to think other thing. than Gallegos the looked good. G- like Cardinals yeah, are Cardinals- yeah. mixing. I mean, this is like Sagnoff. That like, I mean, we say this stuff every preseason. Like people still draft closers high, but it's like, if Gallegos became the Cardinals closer by this time next week, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, there's it's like the club managers and teams don't have that much, you know, loyalty to these guys. <laughs> like, unfortunately, I mean, Helsley was great last year. I mean, I think Helsley still has the job as of right now, but if he were to lose the job, it wouldn't shock me at all. That's why, like, him getting drafted in, like, the top 50 overall never made any sense. Like, he's he hasn't been great, Helsley. I mean, he's been... He's been good enough to hold the job for right now, but that could change, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's walked some people. He's allowed a few hits here and there. You know, the strikeouts are always going to be there, but Gallegos has been, like, spotless this year. And really, like, he has such a long track record with St. Louis that I feel like there's just kind of a, you know, the, I guess Helsley does too, but but Gallegos has a good tracker record, whereas Helsley kind of just got it together. Last year, like they could potentially go back and forth on those two. I could definitely see that happening I mean, if if Hellsley's walks get out of control or, or something like that happens because, again, Gallegos, Gallegos has been very good to start the year. All right, Gray, last thing. Let's just run through some pickups and then we'll get out of here
2: okay <laughs> um you know you know it looks pretty good actually speaking of bullpens uh mason thompson and the uh, nationals he looks really pretty good uh and uh brent honeywell looks good too maybe the padres finally figured out like uh, honeywell i think it's honeywell jr but yeah maybe the padres finally figured him out or maybe he's just finally healthy because he was you know um he was uh injured for a long time uh anyway on uh, bat bat pickups and and starter pickups um i think will myers if he's available i feel like will myers could be an easy top 15 first baseman if he stays in cincy all year like that park is so good to hit in i don't know i've seen people ask in the comments whether or not to pick up Will Myers. And he feels like a no-brainer. Like, absolutely, Will Myers should be rostered in every league, I think. Like, unless the league is, like, crazy shallow and you're uh, debating whether or not to drop Jose Abreu, <laughs> which, I, <laughs> I mean, by, by the way, side note, maybe we'll, maybe Jose Abreu will stay hitless through next week and we'll talk about him on next week's podcast, but... Well, uh, Jose Abreu, man, you got the Crawford boxes. Is Ho- Jose Abreu, is he cooked? What's going on, man? <laughs> I think he might be cooked. Um, anyway, pickups. Uh, Stone Garrett looks great. I wish the Nationals would actually play him, though. He's not getting played enough to really be. Uh, he's nowhere near mixed league, uh, uh, you know, legitimate. I think. Uh, even in NL-only leagues right now, Stone Garrett is hard to roster because he's just not getting play. They're playing Alex Call in front of him. They're playing Dom Smith. Like, they don't know what Dom Smith is. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, then there's also, like, on arms, uh, there's a, you know, uh Johan. Aviado, o- Oviado, <laughs> Oviado, <laughs> uh, the Pirates guy. He looked really good on Friday. I know uh, Dan Pants wrote him up in the Saturday ra- roundup. Uh, that's worth checking out on uh Ball. He looked really good, though, on Friday. I don't know. I'm Honestly, I'm looking at – I'm watching him. He may be a guy we're talking about next week for a lot longer. Uh, like, he looked great. Um, so we'll see ryan nelson looked good uh people keep asking about brandon fat i mean i think he's coming up at some point but i don't know gavin stone's another guy who i think is coming up at some point soon i don't know when um i don't know who else you got anyone um, you know, I mean, Zach Greinke, for what it's worth. Oh, like, so like Matt Mervis, like yeah. what happened to him? He should get called like I at the Cubs game. I missed a lot of the Cubs game on Saturday, but I did get to see Eric Hosmer ground into a double play. <laughs> so there was that. that uh, that's a regular occurrence, Gray. I mean, that's uh, a <laughs> grounding into double plays
1: is like what the Cubs middle or Cubs middle of the order is built to do right now is ground into double plays. (laughs) Like that's what, that's what they're built for. It's, it's amazing. I, I don't know. I don't, Matt Mervis should have been starting opening day and they went out and signed like every shitty first baseman and corner outfielder that's, that was available. And so we just blocked him from coming up completely I would go pick him up because I, I think at some point they're going to need to bring them up just for the fan base sake because the product on the field is so bad. Like we get we get one through four and then it's like <laughs> the rest of the game until we get back to one through four only on the offensive side. It, it's it's just terrible. I um,
2: think <laughs> um, <laughs> Wisdom Patrick Wisdom does look good though.
1: Oh, yeah, he does. He's, he's actually been a very nice surprise. Uh, I, I kind of wrote him off like I I, I kind of didn't even think he was gonna do anything but he does look good um, from a pickups standpoint I, I think uh, Victor Robles who I don't know if we talked about him yet but like maybe he's finally starting to figure it out at the major league level at age I don't know twenty six. He's still, he's, he's still not even 26 yet. That's that's absolutely crazy to me. Um, he's hitting at the bottom of the lineup, but if you're just looking for an outfielder and some speed, he's, he is pretty much playing every day because he plays center for them. Kevin Kiermaier is doing his regular Kevin Kiermaier thing slash Michael A. Taylor doing his Michael A. Taylor thing. So, like, combine them and you get the same player, basically, for about the same <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. Um, Andrew McCutcheon's another one. Like these are just like names that fill in outfield spots. If you're if you're hurting right now, uh, Gio Urshela at, at third base has been hitting well and and getting a little bit more playing time. Thank goodness. Um, so that that's another interesting one. He's he's actually starting to move up the lineup a little bit at times. So that's one that could become interesting if he gets to hit. You know, if they finally realize Anthony Rendon just needs to sit on the bench and yell at fans. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> all right so if you have any specific questions as always come into the comment section on rasball or youtube or hit us up on twitter i am at Razbeaton. gray is at rasball you can watch us on youtube.com slash rasball fantasy subscribe rate and review that all helps appreciate all of that until next week gray have a good one Blades.